Hey, podcast world. Hey, Rob Beller. Well, are you, wait a minute. You're, I said, hey, podcast world, not hey, Lee Boyd. Well, I'm sorry. You paused so long. I wasn't sure who you, you were talking you, to. You jumped in that. Are you in the podcast world? Is that what you're trying to say? I'm here. I'm here now. Can't you hear me? Mm-hmm. Do you listen to podcasts, Lee? I do, only because mm-hmm. uh, you got really mad at me whenever we started doing podcasts mm-hmm. that I didn't, mm-hmm. and you said, how can you be on a podcast and you not listen to them? So now I listen to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's like kind them. of like, yeah, you have, to, you have to do it, not just believe in it. Yeah, and I figured out that everyone's better at it than me. Well, I believe in podcasts, and maybe next time we'll do a podcast about some podcast recommendations. I think that's audience. nice. What do you think about that? I think that'd be great. You know, I've actually gotten into uh, audible.com books on tape. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not the best reader. I'm not the best reader, but I've started to uh, listen to books as I'm traveling and it's a lot like a podcast, but I really, I really get through them a lot better. That's cool. I've never done a book on tape. It's good. Uh, I feel like I don't capture quite as much in my memory as Mm -hmm. I do whenever I'm reading it, but I'm Mm -hmm. also not a very good reader. So, right. um, it, it's good. I started one today, uh, a, another one I haven't read in a while. Good to great. So oh, reading that book. one or listening to that one today, but then I was at, get this, this is interesting. I was at my kid's school, uh, for parent or parent orientation. And they said that every kid needs to read 20 minutes a night. And they threw up all these stats about test scores and the kids who read 20 minutes a night, uh, score in the 90th percentile on standardized tests, uh, state standardized tests. And those who read five minutes a night, you know, score much, much lower. And I thought, well, why, why don't I do that? Right. Why don't I, why don't I read 20 minutes a day or a night? Uh, so I started that last night. I started before I went to bed, uh, I started reading 20 minutes and you know, I feel smarter today. I think I could do really good on a state standardized test. I have no idea, especially one at like the fourth grade level. (laughs) Well, I didn't do good then, but I might be okay now. (laughs) Was that the story you wanted to share? No, but I do have a story for you. Okay. Okay. Well, let's take one second here and set this up. So everybody, all of our listeners, Lee has a story to tell. Ready? Go. I have a story. Okay. So... So Rob, whenever I was a kid, my dad was a insurance agent. I think I've said that once or twice or 15 on this podcast. But I remember in the evenings, we had we had a phone in the kitchen and the phone had a big long cord on it and it would ring at six, seven, eight o'clock at night. And my mom would always say, everyone, we need to be quiet. Dad's getting a phone call. It's, it's maybe somebody with a claim. Uh, or somebody's calling because it was always the rollover number. And it really made me think, uh, af- you know, we have some guests on today who are who are insurance professionals. They've been in this in this world. And it makes me think about all the service that our insurance agents have to go through. They have to be available uh, in the evenings on during Christmas days. They have to always be there uh, for their insurance companies, uh, or I'm sorry, for their insurance. In today's podcast, we are going to get to talk to some guys who are trying to find a way, uh, and I think doing a great job at it, to really um, streamline the insurance agency market and and customer service and, and service. 
Not a good story? No, no, no. <laughs> so is what you're saying here is that uh, your your hope is, is that, that this product keeps people's phones from ringing at 8 o'clock at night? It will. I think this product uh, has a chance to really revolutionize the way that independent insurance companies run their business. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to allow them to focus more on selling, mm-hmm. to growing their book of business, and really help the insureds get a better uh, service when it comes time to file a claim, update their policy information, or even find uh, their auto uh, their auto insurance card. Well, the interesting thing for me about glove boxes is when we first heard about it, I thought, wow, this is almost too simple. But as we've gotten deeper into it, and and I think what our, our listeners will hear today, it's actually um, a very full, rich, robust opportunity, uh, not just on the uh, independent agent side, but on the carrier side, and an opportunity for the insured to simplify their insurance interactions. And so I, I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's great. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we take a listen? I think it's going to be a very interesting one. This is a, a great podcast from people who know insurance and are now making their way into the technology side. Yes, absolutely. So, without further ado, let's go to our interview with the co-founders of Glovebox. Hey, everybody! Welcome to our show today with our two guests because this is a very interesting company and today we have Mr. Sean Mulhern and Ryan Matheson coming to us from where guys? Uh, Denver, Colorado. Okay. Denver, okay. Colorado. Okay. And there who was go. that? Home of the Broncos. Here we go. Uh, this is Ryan Matheson. Good. And Ryan, who are you at? Who are you at Glovebox? Yep. I'm the CEO and uh, co-founder. Um, with Sean Mulhern, and then we have two other co-founders as well. So the four of us together. Cool. And Sean, what's your job? I'm the CIO, Chief Innovation Officer, kind of uh, plugging in and and gluing little spots together as we grow. Cool title. You guys are the first company that we've had that really kind of caters to or, or comes from or really is inclusive of the agency side of the business. And why don't we start by you guys giving us a, a minute or two on what Glovebox is and, and what you guys do. Yeah, so um, you're exactly right. We are a product of uh, the independent channel. We came into the independent space about nine years ago. One of my other co-founders, actually my brother Andy and I, uh, our dad started an independent agency, gosh, like 26 years ago. I don't even know if it was the independent channel at that point. This is like before the wheel came out. Um, and we came on, like I said, about nine years ago, little agency at the time, $5 million in premium, all personal lines, home and auto. Um, and we were able to grow that kind of as a collaborative team to about a hundred million in premium, um, in about nine years. So, you know, we really are the epitome of, of what the independent channel is. We are at the epicenter of working with the clients, working with the carriers, seeing the, the frustrations and the, the nuances of the business, the good and the bad. Um, you know, there's a lot of great things about the independent channel and a lot to be excited about. 
but there's also a lot of work to be done. And so we're kind of uh, trailblazers coming directly out of that, um, you know, that scenario. So from 5 million to a hundred million, how in the world did you guys do that in such a short time? You were working hard. Sean, why don't you, Sean, why don't you give him the secret sauce, man? How did it go down? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just me, you know, a hundred months in a row writing a million dollars a month. It was, <laughs> it was a lot of work, a lot of sleepless nights. <laughs> uh, no, it's funny. You're the grand champion. We, we got in, uh, I, I was actually making a move down. I used to live in Vail, Colorado, kind of while I was still a little bouncy and, and heard Ryan was getting into the space and Ryan and I have known each other for years. And it was really interesting to me. I didn't know anything about the independent channel and, when I heard there was multiple carriers to offer, uh, it was really unique to me. So I jumped in and I had no other insurance experience, so I didn't know any better. And working with Ryan, uh, he had actually put together a really solid program for marketing and, and really developing a referral network and getting leads coming in the door so that when that faucet's on, selling insurance becomes a lot easier. And so we got really niche uh, with exactly how we marketed, who we marketed to, uh, we saw a couple kinks in the hose uh, and where we could insert ourselves uh, in some other industries and make ourselves really invaluable to to some other spots out there. Uh, real estate and mortgage was a really big one that we went after and and we really learned their business and the insides, the outs of of what kind of frustrates them, uh, where their hiccups are and where insurance, you know, like Ryan said, there's a lot of work to be done and and insurance was a big cog in that wheel and and we kind of, uh, focus, you know, one specific spot. And uh, in doing that, we just kind of built a machine where where the leads were coming in. And I, I, I distinctly remember Ryan and I having a conversation uh, when I got going where, you know, it's a tough business to get up and run and get a couple of revolutions around that sun. And uh, I remember him telling me, he goes, yeah, once those leads come in, you know, you can't complain anymore because once the faucet's on, you can't turn it off. And and uh, and that was true. So so we really just got very good at at marketing and very cool. good at at fixing some problems. Cool. So so how does that get to Glovebox? You know, you go ahead, Ryan. This was this was really Ryan Ryan's child. Yeah, we had roughly a hundred thousand clients at our agency, and we were getting anywhere from thirteen to fourteen thousand phone calls a month for service. Seventy five percent of it is what we call the tier one stuff. You know, what carriers am I with this year? You moved me from last year. You split up my home and auto, or maybe I only have my home with you. My auto's with Geico. You know, what are my deductibles? How do I pay a bill? How do I make a claim? Just all the really basic things of home and auto insurance that is easily solvable with a with a piece of technology. So we kind of went down a journey of looking into the carrier apps. And, you know, most carriers have an app. Um, so kind of seeing, well, what does this look like? How do we get consumers on the carrier apps? And what work does that look like for us as an agent? How does that affect my day-to-day -day sales process? And is it worth it? And what we found is 95% of agents, they don't find it worth it to sit with somebody for 25, 30 minutes while they download this app and that app. And then next year, we're going to switch you to two different carriers. Or maybe we put your motorcycle over here and now you have another app and agents just don't do it. And so we just saw a big disconnect in, yeah, there's this technology and it's available, but someone's got to push it and someone's got to show the, uh, the clients right. how to use it. And the fact of the matter is agents don't have time to right. do that. You multiply that by, you know, 10, 12, 15 clients a day. Next was... Next was really jumping on when we, we had the idea, if there are all these carriers out there, well, let's go chat with them. Maybe they're not aware of, of what we're experiencing on the independent side. And, 
And through those conversations, you know, it really was, you know, they, they were very excited about their app. Uh, they wanted that app being pushed. And, and we were just kind of, you know, sit, sitting around, you know, the four of us and, and really thought, you know, why has nobody created a product, a piece of technology where you can plug in any of the carriers into one spot so that uh, as this market becomes more segmented, you've got home in one, you've, you know, with one carrier, auto with another, uh, now you can just deal with it with one spot. And so that was really the, uh, the first thought, you know, we thought we were going to go to the carriers and say, Hey, you know, let's do this. And they, they would love it and, and open up the doors and say, yeah, let's make this happen. But, but they were a little bit slower moving. So, uh, so that's when we decided, you know, let's start building this on our own and see if we can't make this thing happen. So really what Glovebox is, is a app uh, that allows the single insured one location to go find all of their policy information. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. So, so within Glovebox, can they do more than just see their policy information? Are they able to actually, you know, self-service their own claims or their own policies by updating uh, mortgage lenders or anything like that? That's a great question. I mean, with the, the initial basic functionalities, you're you're able to pull your policy documents, your ID cards that are refreshed every single day on your behalf. You're able to pay a bill. We've got some proprietary software coming out that's going to make it very easy to register with the carriers that you're insured with. We see 95% of carriers with their portals, their very first question when you register is, what's your policy number? Right. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't carry my policy numbers around <laughs> with me. And so that's a huge bounce rate. 95%, that's their very first question is, what's your policy number? And so we're coming out with a proprietary software that's going to allow the client to register with whatever carrier they're with without needing a policy number uh, with something called what we call the glove box key. Little things like that are the very basic functionalities that you're going to see here in the next six to 12 months. And we're really looking to um, earn the trust of our users before we roll out some more advanced features that we're working on kind of on the back end. So I was on y'all's website earlier today and that, uh, the website I was on is gloveboxapp.com. and on there, it was talking about some of the, the coming soon features. Uh, first off the ones that, that, that you have now are very interesting. Uh, I was thinking about being able to just have my uh, my my ID card for my vehicle right on my app. Uh, how how handy is that? You know, especially if I buy my policy through a, a independent agent, um, they may not have a very robust system where where they have their own app. So it would be great to have that. I started reading about the coming soon features, and I was interested in the weather detect alerts uh, to to prepare for weather. What what does that look like? Yeah, that was uh, that's actually one of the very first ones that that we came to thinking, you know, how can we make this app useful beyond just the hey, I'm at the DMV, I got pulled over, where's my policy information, and and that's a really immediate one. Uh, us being in Denver, we get hail quite a bit, and yeah, you know, it, it seems like this time of year and during the summer, three o'clock to five o'clock, everyone's running around in office saying, hey, the hail's coming, what are you going to do with your car? And they're throwing blankets on it and. And who knows what's happening? So, you know, we just thought there's a really easy way to to make people's lives easier is if we can integrate, you know, a weather connection in there and then ping the user with a notification on the app that says, hey, it looks like hail might be coming in your area in the next 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever that might be. You know, give people that lead time and the opportunity to uh, adjust where they're going to put their car. 
And uh, we thought right away, you know, who's not going to want to have that on their uh, from a, a consumer standpoint for their own car, but the value to to the agency and to the carrier, you know, ultimately to the carrier, hopefully they're not going to be paying out nearly as many hail claims because people had some time to to actually move their, you know, move their vehicles. So that's just hail's one example, but there's certainly a lot of other weather related claims that could come up. I like that. I like I like using the app uh, to to prevent claims. I think that's an interesting because in my head, uh, it was more of a, a weather alert saying, hey, you had weather, you might want to file a claim. But but you're really thinking about it. How can we how can we prevent claims? Which is a very uh, agent look at at claims. So um, I think that's that's very interesting. You guys talk about bridge tech, uh, which is an interesting term. Can you tell us what you mean by that and and, and what you're thinking there? Yeah, exactly. The uh, there's a consistent theme that we've really been noticing when, you know, when we chat with other insure tech companies and, 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 you know, not to lump everyone in the same buckets, but, but there's kind of two sides of it. There's the, the unique and, and really valuable uh, ancillary products that are coming out uh, that are really helpful for the consumer, uh, or there's something on the back end, you know, AI claims related that that doesn't always, but, but a lot of times is geared for the carrier. And what we've been chatting with those companies a lot about, and, and their problem is, is, if they're on the front end, they're going, what's my distribution channel? How do I get this out to the consumer? I've got a really great product, but how do I get it out there? Because, you know, insurance is boring. Not a lot of people love insurance. And so getting a new, exciting insurance app out there can be tough. And then the same thing on the back end, you find very useful uh, products in the claims automation space or AI, and they're looking to get connected to the carriers, you know, very similar to what we were doing. And there's a struggle there because, you know, carriers are, are fantastic to, to work with, but they have a lot on their plate. They're, they're carriers first and the, the tech is, is something they're working on. Uh, and so we came in looking at at Glovebox as a really big opportunity to, to bridge the gap between all of those. Since we're building these APIs and these connections directly to the carrier and, and our distribution strategy is to, to really get to that end user through the agencies by helping the agencies uh, if we've got users and we've got agencies on board and we've got connections to the carriers, there's a lot of opportunity for us to, again, br bridge the gap between the communication uh, from the carrier to the agency uh, to the end user. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the idea of a new exciting insurance app is pretty funny. It's almost an oxymoron, exciting in insurance and one of the things that I think that most carriers struggle with is uh, particularly the large ones. They have apps, but how um, useful are they? How, um, uh, how much value do they add to the person who, who has downloaded it on their phone? What are you guys doing about that? How, how do you make an, an, something that's exciting? Like, like what you said, like a, an alert that a hailstorm is coming. That, that, that's useful. What, what else do you have there? Yeah, that's an excellent point. It's, uh, you know, obviously something that we talk about probably hourly, Sean. <laughs> yeah, it's funny with insurance and especially personal lines within the independent channel, consumers have a very low expectation of available technology to support their their needs. It's, it's kind of funny. We had a uh, uh, a user of ours text us the other day and she was so excited because she went to the DMV, didn't have her auto ID cards, downloaded Glovebox, pulled it right up, presented it to the, the DMV rep and it works like a charm. Sure. And she was like over the moon. 
And we were like, how is this possible that you're so excited over <laughs> such a simple uh, technology that, that helped that process? It's crazy. Um, so to answer your question, our strategy to get users and to drive interaction on Glovebox is to go through the agencies themselves with the white label product that's coming out here in uh, Cross Your Fingers here in about a month. Um, and what this is, is it's an agency branded, essentially mobile and web app that is Glovebox, but it's branded to the agency, uh, that specific agency. So say the John Smith agency. And what they're going to be doing is, is uploading their client list into uh, Glovebox agency from day one. So their clients are going to be getting a text message and an email. Uh, hey, good news. The John Smith agency is now on Glovebox. You can do X, Y, and Z. Click here to download the app. And with that sort of relationship and the agency owners really driving that engagement on a daily basis, they're going to see a, a dramatic increase in retention and a dramatic decrease in service costs, which really allows them to spend more money on selling more insurance, which makes more money. And so, again, with that kind of uh, relationship that we're creating it's really that preservation of, of the agencies themselves and the agents. And so that's really our strategy to drive users is through the agencies themselves. And to piggyback off that, the strategy to get it out there is, is exciting because most agencies are not going to be pushing the carrier apps because again, they're like we mentioned before, they're, we're moving clients around left and right, you know, every couple of years, because the market is so segmented. So being ingrained in their system and getting this in the user's hands right up front because it's the one and only app that their clients are going to use. The agencies are going to be excited about it. But going back to kind of some of those features on the roadmap and some of the new unique products in InsureTech coming out, we're going to have the ability to push all of those to the consumer. And so Rob, like what you said, you know, it's not exciting. So how do you get someone to adopt it? How do you get someone to like it? You know, the bar is set so low that if you can just make insurance, any part of insurance a little easier, you know, now we're raising the bar you know, a little bit at a time. And as Glovebox becomes more of a, a known name, we're adding more features so that really when people think insurance, they're going to the app, if that makes sense. Well, I think useful is interesting for most people. My, uh, we, we had a guest on who told a story about the company Miracle Mile. That's an auto insurer. And, and so they had the Miracle Mile app on their phone. And the Miracle Mile app, can see where their car is parked and will send them um, a warning notification that, hey, you're parked here and tomorrow morning there's street sweeping and if you don't move your car, you're going to get a ticket tomorrow morning. Genius. And, yeah, which is, <laughs> it's, it's an amazing idea. Yeah. And, but as you guys know as technologists, certainly not impossible um, at all to uh, to provide that kind of information to somebody who has the app and uh, so uh, their feeling about that was this is an incredibly useful app that I want to have on my phone because yep. it's going to warn me about stuff and I, I think that that's maybe one of the things that uh, some of the other apps that were earlier to market in the insurance space missed they missed why should I have this on my phone and, um, you know, why, why is this important to me? But I think that you, it sounds right. like you guys are addressing that right from the beginning. 
And I think a big mentality that we're trying to change is uh, with the carriers themselves is not so much a me mentality, but a we mentality. Uh, think about that for a minute. If we can stop thinking about segmented insurance companies competing against one another at every single level and start creating an, an aggregated experience for the consumer where they can actually be, be happy with the carriers they have and know that they're going to get the support that they need. Uh, it's that's a huge leap forward, and it's it's a big initiative for these carriers to adopt that kind of mentality. But it's happening, and it's exciting for sure. So, with this app, will the insurance agency be able to use it for marketing for maybe new uh, products out there or or updated products to maybe upsell? Absolutely. So, I mean, they're going to be able to cross sell policies, which is great. Hey, you didn't get a life insurance policy, Mister Johnson. We're going to clue you in when you go on to Glovebox. Hey, by the way, we sell life insurance as well. Click here to get a quote. We've got something cool coming out that we're beta testing with a couple of our carriers. Uh, and it's the simple endorsement ad technology. So what happens when an agent is selling a policy and they're competing against other agents and other carriers, or they're competing with an internet company, is they're cutting coverages in order to win on price. And that happens all the time in the, in the insurance space. So I, they're either not offering coverages to the consumers or the consumers are declining coverage because they're trying to cut their costs. And what we are going to have is an AI reading technology to where when a user pulls down their policies into Glovebox, it's going to show them, hey, here's what you're covered for in layman's terms. But more importantly, here's what you're not covered for. Here's what you missed. Did you know you don't have water sewer backup coverage? Did you know you don't have towing? Hey, you have a 2013 vehicle. Did you know you have liability only? And the user is gonna be able to add these endorsements with the click of uh, their phone right on Glovebox, which is huge. It's gonna give them an extra opportunity to really think about the coverages that again, maybe they weren't offered by their agent or they declined at the time of purchase, but now maybe they do want it. Oh, you know what? Towing's only 70 bucks. I do wanna add towing. Click here, we'll add it. And so with that type of feature, that's going to drive more revenue to the agency owners. That's going to drive more revenue to the carriers. And probably most importantly, the, the client's going to be satisfied and it's going to reduce E&O risk for the agencies. So we're excited about that product. Yeah, I think that's great. You know, I actually today at, at, at the gym, uh, I overheard a conversation uh, between two, two people who I go to the gym with. One of them is an insurance agent and the other person buys their, their policies through them. And, and the person, the insured said, hey, I just got my new policy in the mail. I went ahead and paid my premium, but I have no idea what I'm getting, right? I don't know if, if, if you took coverage away, yeah. if you gave me more coverage. It's too, it's just so much legal jargon I don't understand. Um, and I heard him say, well, I can send you a, a Cliff Notes version via email. But that's basically what you're doing here. You're saying download the app. And once we implement this AI technology, we'll be able to give you the Cliff Notes version of your policy, show you what you have and what you need. I love that. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, it's great for the consumer. But but one thing that, that gets missed, and this is just me thinking from the agent side, because I had that question all the time, is you put that Cliff Notes together, but it took you how much time? Yeah, to type it out. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. You know, so those hours that are wasted and just, you know, from a dollars and cents side of things, you have the client, you know, you want to be focused on getting more clients. You want to service your clients, but you don't want to have to spend a ton of time doing it. And so if you have a large enough book where you have, you know, a hundred people a month that are asking you for that, 
that's a lot of time that you're wasting that that you could repurpose to revenue generating activities or on the higher level conversations with with clients with really big important issues that need to be addressed and i'm beginning to understand what glove box is i'm a little slow in these things but <laughs> what it what it is it's an effective communication tool between the insured and the agency or the carrier, a place for both to talk back and forth in a really time-efficient and time-effective way. It's like a phone call versus a text message. Yeah. You can take you could take 10 minutes on a phone call, but you could probably do it in two sentences on a text message. Exactly. Yeah. And why should we keep fighting this battle as agents competing with the internet companies that we keep hearing the, you know, the, the scuttlebutt around the industry that agents are going away, that they're not needed anymore. And why are we doing, you know, these, these tier one service tasks with manual work when the internet companies mm -hmm. are taking care of it with an app, mm -hmm. the agents are best served, like Sean mentioned earlier with those high level activities. You know, let me, let me tell you what an umbrella covers. Let me, you know, let me help you guide you through the complexities of what this claim might be and, and make sure that you're happy. I, I don't need to sit here and send you ID cards when you're at the DMV. That is low-level work that should be served with the technology, and that's that's what we're trying to free up. And, and Ryan makes a really good point there. You know, we're talking more from the agent side. We're all consumers. We all have insurance. There are certain types of ways you want to inter interface with your insurance that you don't want to go talk to the agent. You know, that's just the way it is. You don't need to. You don't want to. You don't want to be at the DMV and have to call your agent. You don't want to be refining your house or buying a house and have to call your agent and hope to get your policy a couple days later. But when you do have a claim or something that's important, that's the moment you want to talk to the to the agent. When you really are paying, that's what you're paying for. You're paying for the expertise, but you're not. You don't want to pay them to to, to go print a PDF and then email it right. to you. Why don't we talk just a little bit about that? You know, about two years ago. Um, my father, who was an insurance agent, uh, retired. And I'd had insurance with him for many, many years, as long as I've ever had insurance. And I thought after he retired, I'm going to go online, buy a new policy. It's got to be cheaper. I don't really need the agent. I don't ever really talk to him. Um, and I thought I was going to do that. Uh, and, and I didn't. It, it took some time and, you know, it was a lot of effort. So I just didn't do it. But then recently, over the past six months or so, I, I had a claim. And that's whenever I realized how much I enjoyed my agent. I didn't need my agent to give me a insurance card. I didn't need them to tell me, uh, you know, your, your premiums do, right? I get all of that automatically. What I needed them for was, hey, I had a loss. Can you please reassure me that you're going to take care of me? Or uh, a local phone number if I have a question because my check hasn't come in the amount of time that I thought it should. I think the agency market is very important. And I think that there's been some thoughts that it might be going away and that millennials are not going to need it. Uh, but I don't really agree with that. Uh, what, what do y'all think about that? Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that either. I think, uh, you know, to, to kind of echo what you're saying, I mean, agents are, are very important in the cog. And what's interesting is with the independent channel, when you have an agent in the middle and you have so many carriers that are being offered and the consumers confused, just the simplicity of that consumer being able to access their agent's mm -hmm. phone number and email without having to dig through a thousand emails or trying to remember who they bought insurance from. 
would be a huge stress relief. If I have a claim, you know, I've got water damage in my house and I'm a bit flustered. I've flustered. I don't want to have to go fish around for my agent's contact info. I want to have it at the push of a button. And that's what is not available right now. And these consumers, you'd be shocked. Some of them think the agency is the carrier. Um, and and that's that kind of tells the story right there of what we've done. We have confused them to no end. And of course, so, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> if you ask my wife, who is our insurance company? She'll say the John Meyer agency. Who that's, that's exactly. And, and without even a second thought. Um, so that's absolutely true. Yeah. I, I think it'd be interesting. We, um, did a episode with, uh, with, I think it was with notion who's also in, in Colorado. You guys are like, you guys are like the insure tech center. <laughs> You're the insure tech center of, of the United States, I oh, believe. Yeah. And um, which is a whole Lots other subject we can talk about, but we won't go down that road right now. But we were talking with Notion, that's an IoT device yeah. for your home um, that it has a lot of um, insurance capability and uh, interface built into it. And um, he was telling us how with Hippo, that, that they work with Hippo. And um, you, you receive the Notion product when you get a Hippo policy, and they give you a discount once it's installed. They don't give you the discount until you install the product. Are you guys doing anything like that to incentivize? I mean, I would think that the biggest, one of the biggest leaps that you guys have is getting that insured to install the app. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, you bring up a really good point, and I'd love to ask you guys a question after this, but um, speaking about home or auto telematics, that has been a huge struggle for the independent insurance channel to get client adoption for. And the reason why is agents don't care. They just don't care. And that's the reality. I mean, it sounds harsh, but that's just the way it is. I may give you a discount on your home or auto policy saying, hey, I'm going to send you out this device. You're going to plug it into your car and have a nice day. And that's pretty much the extent of the education that they give the client. Thing shows up in the mail. It doesn't get installed. The policy goes up. The client's upset. Um, right. And so, Yeah. So we do really feel that we can help with the adoption of telematics, both home and auto. Uh, with Glovebox yeah. by creating an education stopgap for them, um, you know, helping the agent in, in clarifying what it is again, what does this do again? Um, and so that's a big initiative of ours. We actually talked to Hippo uh, here recently about working together and uh, what they're doing on the home telematics side is, is pretty interesting. What do you guys see from a claims perspective since that's kind of your guys' arena? Yeah, I think that they are really important. I think that user adoption is scarce and uh, is difficult. You know, I've been given one or two water devices that are still sitting on my top shelf. Uh, I have not installed those. Um, I do have a device in my vehicle uh, that tracks my driving. And that that took about a month. It took about a month for me to put that in my car um, because it was a second app. It was a, it was a whole nother thing. It didn't go with the native insurance company app. It was another app. Uh, it, and I didn't really see much out of it. And it took six months for me to see a financial gain. Now I have a great financial gain and I'm very happy about it. And 
Uh, I don't want anybody messing with my discount, as those insurance companies say, right? Those, those ads. But, uh, you know, it, it, it is hard to do, but I think they're great. And we can talk about Notion. Notion was a wonderful podcast. And, and everything that you can do to save uh, your home, save your contents, if you can install these things and really see value out of them, uh, it, it's really wonderful. It actually reminds me of uh, one of the water, Rob, you might have to remind me which one it was, but one of the water uh, devices uh, said it's very difficult to prove that they work because they're working, right? Especially on a water loss. You can't, you can't prove how many times it worked because it is working. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's hard to show people how many times uh, we stopped uh, the water from flooding, but you know, what, what I liked about some of these other ones is it's giving uh, information back to the insureds. Uh, it's inviting them to be a part, to give them information, just like Glovebox is here. Download this. Uh, we'll let you know in the future maybe about weather uh, detect, and we'll let you know about uh, an increase in policy. As long as you can give back, people will download it and people will use it. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really good point. Is is especially with the auto telematics having a separate app? That's it's crazy. It's, it's never going to work. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. just too hard. It's too, it's too, yeah, it's it too no much. Sense. But if if it's running on the back end of what you're already doing, and then you sit down and after dinner the kids go to sleep, you check your notifications on your phone like we all do, and you go, well, what's what's this notification in my glove box? Because we're you know we're not Facebook, we're not. You know, we're not Snapchat. We're not, you know, it's not constantly full of notifications. It's only pertinent ones to you. If you, you jump in and go, hey, we remember when we said we were going to monitor your driving for you in the background? You know, now we've, we've showed you that we can actually use the, the information of how you're driving and offer you that discount right then and there with very little effort on the consumer's part. Yeah. And you hit the nail on the head uh, with the multiple apps. I mean, that's something that we have been preaching to the carriers of, and we haven't gotten into this yet, but the disparity uh, in portal adoption and app adoption in the independent space, it's not high on the main app. So then you've got a second app for telematics and it's right. Forget it. Yeah. Forget it. It's over. And so, yeah, that's an anomaly to me. It's interesting. Let's, let, let's talk about that disparity for a minute. What, what, what can you guys share uh, that you've learned about the disparity uh, in portal adoption between the various channels? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, Rob. So uh, what we see, I kind of split the market up into three different segments. So you've got the captive side, you've got the independent side, and then you've got what I call the internet channel. Um, we look at the, you know, the, the, I'm sure, yeah, the internet channel first, kind of your leader, if you go on, say, uh, Apple uh, and look up carriers, is going to be Geico. Um, and I always kind of measure it by how many reviews they have, you know. Reviews is really going to be dictated by how many users they have. And they've got about 1.5 million reviews on their app. So that's a lot. Um, it really depends on what carriers you look at in the insurance or in the internet space, but most of them do still float around 250,000 to 500, but Geico is that leader. Um, then we look at the captive space. Uh, it seems like Allstate has the best adoption on the captive side. Uh, they're floating right around 500,000 reviews on their app. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then we look at the independent space. Um, the leader in the independent space, the highest adopted app that we've seen in the independent space has 5,300 reviews. Most of the carriers that we speak with and look at, they have under 50 reviews on their app. 
And we're talking about $20 billion companies mm-hmm. that have yeah. less than 50 reviews. So you're talking about 1.5 million to 50. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge disparity. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, they're not smaller companies. That's not what you're saying. You're saying that their apps are being used less, but some of the independent companies are very large insurance companies. Yeah, and it, it's it's the sheer business model of the independent space of, again, what kind of what we talked about earlier. Clients don't know what carriers they're with. Unfortunately, some clients look at the independent space as kind of off-brand carriers, quote unquote, right. because they don't market yeah. as much, right? They, they market to the agents, not to the consumers. So their brand awareness just isn't there. Um, so you kind of put all the pieces together of, okay, agents don't have time to learn 15, 20, 25 different mobile apps so that they can train their clients on how to download them. And, oh, you have your home here, but auto there. It's not going to happen. Then the client's confused because they're switching companies every one to two years and splitting up their policies. Um, so they're not downloading the apps and, and it's kind of a product of, of the, the channel as a whole. So does, let's talk about white labeling for a minute and is this a, is your product a i would assume it's a white labeled product for the agency correct so yeah, so i'm going yeah. so i'm going to have yeah. an app on my phone that's going to be the john meyer insurance agency app yeah exactly yeah it's going to be the glovebox app the the same app that you're seeing you know as a normal user except if you're part of a glovebox branded agency someone that's working with us when you open that app, you're now going to see your agency's logo. You're going to have all their contact information uh, and some additional information that's going to just allow you to, again, interface with your agency uh, much simpler, much more smoothly. I'm hatching a question. <laughs> Did we just blow your mind, Rob? Actually, actually, the hard drive just ran out of space. So, give me a <laughs> um, I wanted to follow up on that. Yeah, well, I mean, what's exciting about, us about it, just coming from the agent side, is is that si- since we we dealt with it so much, and we got the calls on Christmas for the hey, this is happening, that's happening. Like Ryan said, you're digging for for how to get that claim going. We're excited just from the standpoint of of looking at how it impacted our own business and the decrease in calls. Um, just from an agency standpoint, the service is going to go, I mean, just dramatically down. Uh, the sure. retention, you know, you got to think is going to go up a good amount depending on the agency because one, you're just limiting the interaction chance, you know, where they're at, what they're doing. Uh, so it's just huge for the agency, you know, to be able to, to have a product. And then again, the fact that this is an independent agency, you know, a lot of these agencies are big, but some are small, but, but none of them are the carrier. So, you know, you're not going to find a lot of independent agencies going out and building their own, their own app to service this. So they're, they're currently just kind of left going, well, well, what do I do? This is just the model that I'm in. Right. And all of them have an expensive policy service. If you're an insured, how else do I get my question answered but to call your shop and, and to say, how do I do this? And, and if the time is taken to, to educate them about the app, then, then they could potentially, I mean, certainly if you look at it on a macro level, there's going to be savings yep. for the agency. And just to think about the possibility of a world where your clients can not only see your brand, but are directly connected to the carriers that they wrote you with. 
and they can pay a bill without having to include you in the process. I mean, that is a gigantic step forward in our business. Sure, sure. And I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking about, you know, a claim. They go onto your app. Do you have a claim? Click here and they press it. And then, you know, they're, you guys have been the conduit through to that, but you don't have all the work or, or all the handling that, that might be involved. I have one last question for you guys, and that's your revenue model. Um, can you talk for a minute about how that's going to work or how that's going to, or how that does work for Glovebox? Yeah, definitely. So our initial revenue model is, is the subscription model, the white label product. So the app is free to any user. We have made a pledge to our carrier partners. We will never charge a policyholder for the app, uh, nor the features inside it. So it will always remain a hundred percent free app to the policyholders. Uh, that's very important for us. Our revenue comes initially from the subscription model for the agencies, which is still super reasonable. Um, we're not charging a lot of money because we really want to get a large adoption in the industry. And we don't want to disclude smaller agencies from being able to use this product and use it uh, effectively. So that's kind of our initial revenue strategy. But another revenue strategy that we're bringing into the fold and something very interesting that we learned about a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was a conference, a claims conference, actually, about three or four months ago that was put on by J.D. Power. Uh, all the carriers were there. And what they did was they surveyed clients, and this will hit home for you guys, all the way through a claims process. And they wanted to find out what was the customer satisfaction prior to and then after a claims experience with each carrier. And what they found was clients weren't usually dissatisfied with the claims process or the claims handling by the carrier. Usually as a whole, it was a pretty uh, you know, smooth process. They were able to get their claims covered, of course, if the coverage is there. The biggest gripe from the consumers were, okay, now I have a check for 10 grand for my roof that just got damaged by hail. Where do I get a roofer? And now I'm left on my own to go find a right. roofer. So we're actually in the process of creating our white glove claim concierge uh, service in Glovebox, where we're going to be able to offer locally qualified professionals uh, to help with the roofing, with the body work, with the auto glass to really to bridge that gap, bridge tech, right? For the consumer to be able to take care of that claim, which was their bridge biggest tech. gripe, you know, uh, that came straight out of this conference. So that's a wow, great idea. that's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. We just want to make it simple for the consumers. And that's our goal. That's what we have in mind every single day. Well, so we're here at the end of our time. I, I did have one question I wanted. We started uh, the podcast today with talking about uh, your experience in the insurance world and growing an agency from $5 million to $100 million. Uh, Is that something y'all are still involved with? Are y'all still on the agency side or what happened with the agency side? Yeah, it's a great question. So we had the, you know, we were fortunate enough to uh, be able to sell our agency here about three weeks ago. Um, yeah, congratulations! congratulations. It's very, yeah, thank you so much. It's exciting. It's in two, uh, you know, two sides of, of the fence. One, you know, we were able to uh, create this large company that someone wanted to buy. So that in itself is humbling. Um, right. And then on the other side, we're able to use that money to fund Glovebox and we're 100% self-funded. We've accepted wow. no funding from any outside sources. We've paid for everything ourselves, uh, which if anybody's done oh. any dev custom, it is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> we see yeah. a lot every month, but it's enabled us to be able to 
really bootstrap glove box and uh, build it the way we want to build it. And we think that's important because we are very, we're very passionate about what we're trying to accomplish. And we, we only want to work with people that share that vision. So, well, you guys bring something that not everybody in the insure tech space brings and that's depth of knowledge and background of, of the insurance industry, and, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes it's good to know that or not to know, to not be aware of where the limits are, but you guys Obviously, you understand the marketplace really, really well, and that experience has to Im- have a m- massive influence on the product that you're turning out now. Yeah, we think so. We, we think we're, you know, if anyone that's going to bring this out, we think it's us because we have, like Ryan said, we have grown a large agency, so we know the struggles there. Uh, we've dealt with the carriers quite a bit, uh, and we've been talking to the consumers, you know, for the last seven years daily, and a lot of them. So. So you're right. We, we, we do feel like we've got a good grasp on on uh, really every part of this channel. And, and like Ryan said, we're, we're focused on the, the consumer um, first, uh, really, and making it useful for them. And and, and again, just trying to, to bridge the gap and, and be that bridge tech that, that helps everyone along. And um, because, you know, the insurance space needs it, you know, the, as a whole, it's just it's just a little bit too antiquated right now. Well, it's been a pleasure to talk to you guys today and to hear all about what you're doing and a big, big congratulations on, on selling your agency. That's a, that's a really big deal and congratulations. And, uh, we'll look forward to more from glove box and maybe get you guys on another podcast in the future when we can talk about how you're, you've, uh, conquered this space even further. Yeah, no, we, we appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for having us on. It was a pleasure. Thank you guys. You know, it's always interesting when we have on a guest who comes from the insurance side, but it's working on the tech side. Yeah, and that doesn't happen very often. It doesn't. Not yet. No. You know, Rob, we had on, I, I want to think it was Allie who was talking about entrepreneurs who really were at an older age because they have experienced their jobs and they know what they need. Now, I don't know how old Ryan and Sean are here, but they have for sure had about uh, seven years or more experience in selling insurance. So they know what they need to do. They know what the agency needs. And it looks like they are really putting it uh, into Glovebox. And I think that's neat. I think that's a great opportunity for them uh, to show off their knowledge and then to really spread it to these other uh, insurance companies and agencies and, and share it. I think it's interesting when we see these technologies that at least have the potential of kind of being the middle or the hub of a number of things or a number of ideas going on. We saw that with Notion, Brett Jurgens in Notion. Right. Um, he talked about how Notion can be a, a hub for uh, the home. Yeah. And I see that some with Glovebox, where providing a streamlined communication opportunity is is something that's really needed. Yeah, it is. And I think that uh, the independent agency is really going to see a lot of service that they have to deal with. Uh, that's always a drain, not not in a bad way, but that's that is very expensive. Uh, it's It's costly to service the insureds. 
And a lot of times they're just the middleman. They have to give phone numbers and email addresses and websites. They they can't really control it. So what they're saying is here is let's remove that middleman and let's let it be automated when it can be automated, but still have the human touch when needed. Yeah. The, my mom several years ago had a insurance claim that I kind of ran and took care of for her. And I had to call the the agent's office four times. I think I spoke to two or three different people who were doing just customer service for the agent. And when you consider the not only the the cost, but the time involved in the customer experience, when we're when we're obviously moving into a, a time where people are comfortable in using an app to get the information that they need. Yeah. And so, I mean, this is obviously not one of the more complex ideas that we've seen, not like, you know, some crazy AI solutions that are out there, but it's certainly uh, something who's uh, an idea whose time has come. Yeah. And I think this is very much of a a common sense app. Uh, It's saying, Hey, you have purchased through an independent agent. Therefore you probably have, numerous carriers that you deal with. And that's, you know, like he's saying, right? If I had my homeowners with one company, my auto with another and a life with another, that's three apps that I need to deal with and I need to work with. They're saying, let us just combine it for you. We'll, we'll, we'll make one glove box where you keep all those policies and get them whenever you need it. But then their future, right? That's what's so cool is the future of glove box, uh, weather data, uh, possibly some analytics, the AI about what you have and what you need and what you could use, uh, even the dumbing down of the language to tell me what I'm really covered for. I think the future of Glovebox is even more exciting than present state, uh, but present state is great. Yes, I agree. And and these guys, as we heard, are now able to devote themselves full-time, if you will. Yeah, to, to glove box and where it's going and uh it's really exciting yeah i think it's great congratulations to uh sean ryan and the guys who uh successfully built uh grew the agency and then sold it i mean that's that's a really uh testament into what they've done and it shows that that they're they're knowledgeable enough that they can create a company that somebody wants to invest in and I'm excited about the future, and I look forward to having them back on the podcast again. Sure, and we thank Sean and Ryan for being with us today and sharing what's going on with Glovebox and what they've created. You can find information about Glovebox at gloveboxapp.com. And we thank you for being with us today. And as always, we ask that you subscribe to our podcast. It's the best way to support us. And we thank 470 for underwriting this, whether they want to or not. And We look forward to talking to you and hearing from you next time on the next episode of FNO InsureDeck. And what do we say, Lee? Bye, everybody.